Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. This past week, and I'm talking about the last week, not this week, um, has been so crazy hectic, and I honestly have no clue why, because there wasn't anything particularly different about last week, but for some reason, I was just nonstop working every day, every hour. So I'm super exhausted to say the least, but I'm happy to be recording this episode because I'm finally doing something that I actually want to do and not that I have to do. I just wanted to also say a quick thank you to all of you for the love I've been getting on the last podcast episode. I'm so happy that a lot of you found those new methods of networking helpful and I'm just glad that I was able to provide you guys with those tips that I, you know, recently learned for myself and actually ones that I've been using in my own life as well. Just recently, I, you know, kind of took my own advice and was able to secure an interview for something really exciting that I have actually tomorrow, like the interview is literally tomorrow. So I will share more information if I end up getting it, but fingers crossed for me and wish me good luck. But if you haven't listened to my last podcast episode, what are you waiting for? Go listen to it and try out some of those methods for yourself and you just might find similar success in whatever you're trying to achieve or whatever trying, you know, whatever internship or interview you're trying to get. With that all being said, we're going to hop right into today's podcast episode, which is going to be all about being a senior at Parsons and, you know, the whole shebang. What my schedule is like, how I balance a work and social life, and just everything that entails being a senior in fashion design school. So if you're not in fashion school or you go to a different fashion school that's not Parsons, your final year is probably going to look a little bit different than how we like to go about it at Parsons. Most of you in any designer art school will be familiar with what we call a thesis year, and some academic schools may also have their own theses for seniors, but those usually entail like a final paper or something of that variety. What a thesis looks like at Parsons is basically a collection or final design project of your choice. And a couple of years ago, I would have just simplified it and told you guys that our theses are like full collections of clothing. But what Parsons has done this year in particular is take away the limitations that we usually have on our thesis projects. And what I mean by that is we basically have the creative freedom to make whatever we want and to show off our own design aesthetics to the world. And that's not only limited to designing clothing anymore, even though we are in fact in a fashion design school. But I couldn't be more grateful for that freedom because for so long, I was always dreading my senior year here at Parsons because I was so scared of having to design a full collection of like 8 to 10 looks and being kind of put in that box to create what everyone else is creating. And I just felt like a lot of people were put into this cage and that didn't allow them to explore whatever they really wanted to explore, whether that was materiality, textile exploration, film, and even audio and like voice recordings and stuff. I know I don't always talk too much about my own work and work processes on this podcast, but I have always been fascinated by other mediums, not just like fashion design and like sewing apparel. I've always been interested in materiality and looking at my own work with a more systems approach. So that's why when 
you know, they told my senior class that we were not only limited to creating clothing for our thesis projects, I was beyond happy and excited and it just gave me a lot more excitement heading into my senior year. I essentially have the freedom to do whatever I want this year and as exciting as it sounds, it also does scare me a little because with that comes no boundaries to what you can do and if you know me at all or know me in person or just been hearing my episodes and learning about the kind of person I am, I work best with clear instructions and directions. So along with the thesis, you have to choose a pathway, which is essentially your focus for the entirety of the year. And the professors most of the time working the class are usually specialized in whatever area you choose. You guys have definitely heard me talk about pathways before on this podcast when I've like talked about Parsons and how Parsons works, but the four pathways that are available are systems and society, collection, materiality, and product. Those are the four main pathways and some of them are even, you know, they even go further to break them down. So collection can be broken down into menswear, womenswear, and I believe we also have like a non-gendered pathway. So for those of you who don't know, I am in the systems and society pathway and without getting too much into it, I basically chose this pathway because um, of what I wanted to get out of my final year at Parsons. And I wanted to devote myself to a project that was very systems-based and that looked at the society as a whole rather than just focusing on, like, one aspect of fashion. And I still have, like, no idea about what my final idea for my thesis is going to be yet, but all I know is that I want to work on an overarching project that addresses something in a systems perspective, if that makes any sense to you guys. And a lot of people go into senior year with different intentions, Like, I have a lot of friends who knew that they wanted to come out of Parsons with a 12-look collection, so they took the collection pathway. Some of my other friends wanted to work on textiles and, like, making new textiles out of unconventional materials, so they joined the materiality pathway. It's really up to you based on what you want to do and what you found that you liked out of your three years at Parsons leading up to your senior year. At Parsons, I'm not really sure how it works at other schools, but in our school, The thesis class is six hours and two times a week, and I know to a lot of you six hours sounds like a crazy amount of time to be in class, but professors are really chill about, you know, you leaving mid-class and working somewhere else, like a cafe, or even going out to do some work on your project at a workshop, or like going to buy fabrics for your project. At least that's how my thesis professors have been like, but Again, six hours in retrospect when you're like working on a project that's like really hands-on and getting feedback from your classmates and professors is not that long amount of time. And of course, you get like breaks for lunch and for snacks and all that. So it's not like completely unbearable. And honestly, like the six hours are really needed to give you enough time to like ideate on your project. On top of having thesis class two times a week, Every senior schedules will look really different from one another depending on like what credits you need and what you want to take. If you've basically fulfilled all of your credits that you needed to take, then you can honestly just get away with taking the thesis course in your senior year and you're going to essentially be a part-time student. I have a lot of friends who are doing that and doing a part-time job or internship on the side, so that really is the ideal situation for being a senior at Parsons. But if you're like me and you haven't finished all of your credits and, you know, you're also taking a minor, which for me is French, you have to take some other classes as well that go along with your thesis classes. 
So on top of my thesis class, I'm taking a French and grammar composition class, um, a design engineering class, and a brand strategy class. To be honest, in the first week, I was kind of dreading how many other classes I was taking that weren't my thesis because I was afraid that, you know, they would be like an utter waste of time. But surprisingly, I really enjoy my other classes. They're super interesting and a lot of what I'm learning in those classes is kind of helping me further develop my thesis ideas. For example, in my brand strategy class, we're developing a project based on a like a disruptive brand idea that we want to introduce into the market and I'm planning on correlating my idea for my thesis project to the one in my brand strategy class so that the two can kind of work together and I'm not working on like two completely unrelated projects. And similarly, in my design engineering class, even though the project I'm working on in that class is kind of different than what I'm working on or what I want to work on in my thesis, a lot of the skills I'm learning in that class in like UX, UI design are helping me understand more about what I want to do in my thesis. So it's not really a waste of time that I'm taking any of these classes. And of course, like I have my French class, which obviously that's like completely unrelated, but it's part of my minor and what I want to like pursue. So that's that. Because I'm taking all of those electives along with my thesis class this semester, I'm actually fulfilling a lot of the credits that I need to graduate. And so I've planned it out to take all of those classes so that next semester, I will only have to take the thesis class and be a part-time student. I intentionally took on that many classes this semester because I knew that I needed to focus all of my energy into my thesis for my second half of the year. And that's when a lot of my ideas and research ideas are going to be like coming into fruition. But yeah, so that is basically what my workload looks like for school as a senior, at least first semester, because second semester, I'm not like completely sure yet. Again, it sounds like a lot, especially for a senior, but it's honestly not that much. And I have a lot of gaps during my week for free time. So at least I don't feel like I'm being bombarded by too many classes. It's definitely not the most ideal schedule for a senior to have. The ideal schedule, like I said, was to only have those two thesis classes two times a week, like a lot of my other friends have, but you'll really only be able to have the kind of schedule if you finished a lot of your requirements or even if you've had a lot of credits transfer into college from high school. And also you have to consider that some people are taking on like double majors or even minors like I am, so that itself requires its own set of classes that you need to have by the end of your fourth year in order to obtain whatever major or minor you're trying to get. But yeah, enough about my classes. Let's talk a little bit about what my extracurriculars look like. So as you guys know or may not know, Parsons is not really big on the whole school spirit and school activities thing, Um, at least not like other schools and like other universities and colleges. We don't really have a lot of clubs, activities, and social events, Um, at least not as much as other universities. Again, I'm not saying we don't have any or that we like literally don't have any school spirit, but we just have very few or limited or it's not talked about enough, like that kind of thing. And I've talked about this with multiple people who have asked me if it's worth attending Parsons. And I'm going to be really candid with all of you. After four years of attending this school, I've learned that you know, you're not going to get that true college experience that you're looking for. I'm not going to get into the whole thing too much because I've complained about it repeatedly in past podcast episodes, but yeah, you'll hear from a lot of Parsons students about missing out 
of an essential part of the college experience, which is to be expected because instead you're kind of getting that firsthand experience of what it's actually like to work in the fashion industry. So it's a big trade-off on like what you're looking for out of your college experience. But again, it's a really competitive industry and what Parsons really does is prepare you for that hands-on experience and what it's like to actually be working in the industry before you get into it. As you guys know though and are fully aware, I have taken full advantage of the opportunities outside of school because of what's not offered in school. So whether that's doing internships or doing free workshops and whatnot and doing like temp roles, um, and I fully recommend doing that if you don't feel like you're involved in your own school and you want to do more, then look for stuff that you can get involved with in an outside-of-school environment. That doesn't only mean doing internships or getting a part-time job. It can be joining clubs and activities that are not related to school at all. This semester in particular for me has been kind of slow, um, and I'm still trying to figure out what's been going on with the whole internship situation. I have an internship lined up, but I haven't started yet because the onboarding process has been a little bit difficult. And call me crazy, you guys, but I'm actually going to be, like I said in the beginning, interviewing with this other company like tomorrow and possibly thinking about taking on two internships this semester, especially since they're both going to be remote. I'll talk more about this if it all works out, but I just feel really passionate about the two companies that I have lined up and I really want to be able to work for them this semester. I also feel like I haven't been getting that much work from school, so I'm okay with taking on two more things to supplement what I'm already doing. Also, the brand that I'm interviewing with tomorrow is very similar to what I kind of want to do for my thesis, so how fitting would it be for me to be interning for that company while also working on my thesis project? Again, I know I'm being super vague about this, like, potential internship, but it's because I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, so... I will definitely let you all know more once this has been confirmed and whether or not I'll be working for them this semester. Now, with all of that aside, let's get into what I'm sure most of you are curious in learning about, and that is my job hunting journey. As you guys are well aware, I am a senior now, and that means I am slowly phasing out of college to join the real world of jobs, taxes, rent, and all of that adult stuff. It's still really early, obviously. I mean, it's only October and I'm honestly still in my first semester of senior year. So I'm technically not at the point where I should be worrying about finding a full-time job after graduation just yet. Depending on what you want to do and what your goal is after graduation, you're going to be looking for a lot of different things. I know some people who want to start their own brand after college. Um, others want to work for a well-established company to get more experience before doing their own thing. And I even know some people who want to go back to school and get their MBA or MFA. There are so many different routes that your life can take after graduation. And for me personally, I don't necessarily have a set direction that I want my life to go in. I'm honestly just going with the flow and seeing where my life will take me after graduation. You know, maybe my thesis project will take off and I'll start my own company from that. Maybe I'll want to continue my education and pursue a business MBA at another university. Or maybe I'll even choose to work for another company for a couple of years before doing my own thing. The possibilities are seriously endless, so I'm not limiting myself to one end goal in particular. I will say, though, that if you ask me in the pre this present moment, I'd say that I'm strongly considering working for another company that I really want to work for, um, for even like a couple of years after graduating. 
So that's kind of the direction that my job hunting journey is currently taking in, taking me in, and that's what I'm looking for. Over the summer, I'm sure a lot of you know that I did a full-time internship with Abercrombie & Fitch in Ohio, and that was a really intensive internship program that actually resulted in a full-time offer, which I'm not sure if I mentioned on here, but if I didn't, well, I'm mentioning it now. Um, obviously, I was super grateful and really excited about getting a full-time offer after the internship. Like, how can you not possibly be grateful about getting a job offer after, you know, your junior year summer before even heading into your senior year? But long story short, and again, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but I will sadly be declining that offer. A lot of you are probably like, Christina, you're crazy. Why would you reject a job offer, especially since it's for after graduation and like you could be set for life and like whatever. There was obviously a lot of thought that went into making this decision for myself that some of you are either completely going to understand or completely be confused by. There were also a lot of factors that I had to consider when making this decision. Like, yes, it's such a good job opportunity to get right out of college and whatnot, but when it comes to these important decisions, you have to consider a lot of other things as well, like relocation, pay, salary, job responsibilities, and also your career trajectory. And long story short, but I decided that the job wasn't for me and where I saw myself going in terms of career path and all of that jazz. So you guys are the first to hear about my decision with this, but I feel like I can say it on here because it would help a lot of you to also decide when you're making decisions about jobs. Um, And I will definitely go more in depth about the reasons behind my decision if you guys want to know more. But I'm definitely planning to do a whole episode about job hunting and considering your options later on in the year when I get more involved in the process. I didn't decline the offer just yet because I'm going to hold on to it to like the very last minute since I have nothing to lose by doing that. But right now I'm like 99.99% sure that I'm declining the offer. So yeah, that kind of brings me back to square one in terms of job hunting because I'm not going to have a backup anymore. And it does kind of stress me out a little bit that I have to start from the beginning in terms of looking for jobs after graduation. But I think I'm making the right decision because... I definitely see myself doing more than working for a corporate company like ANF, which there's nothing wrong if you do go off and work for a corporate company, but just for me personally, I didn't like working corporate and it's just not my end goal. Also, big thing to consider was that if I was to take the job with ANF, I'd have to relocate to Ohio, which was a big no-no for me. I was born and raised in New York City, and I plan to work, live, and take my very last breath here. And I know that sounds very dramatic, but I'm being so serious. It's New York City or nowhere for me, and I would highly urge a lot of you who are not already considering location as a part of your decision to really consider it, because where your base can be super important in helping you identify more opportunities for yourself. Location is super important in the fashion industry because... Fashion can be very hands-on, product-based, and community-based as well, and there's so much interaction that goes on on a daily basis, so without being in an area that holds a lot of these opportunities and interaction, you're kind of putting yourself at a disadvantage as opposed to those who are there where everything is happening. So just putting that out there to really consider location, like even if you were offered a dream job with your dream company and the location was not really ideal, that may be something to consider and like when you're weighing your options and all that. 
Not gonna lie to you guys though, declining a job offer was weirdly empowering, even though part of me is obviously starting to get stressed out again. Another 80% of me is like, damn, I I really just did that. So it's just because I know myself and I know that ANF was never my end goal or even my beginning goal at that. So I knew in my heart that it wasn't for me. And actually one of the biggest reasons I knew that I didn't actually want the job was when I asked myself if it was based in New York City, then would I have taken the position? And to my surprise, my answer would have still been no. So that just showed me that I didn't actually want to work there and it wasn't just being that it was based in Ohio that made me reject the decision. I think first-time job hunting in the fashion industry, even for myself, is a very important and essential milestone in any one person's life. It's basically when you're going to take all of the experience that you've gathered all throughout your previous years and really put them to use. So all of the grind, all of the connections that you've made, all of the internships you've done in the past are really going to show up and take precedent in helping you find that job after graduation. That is why I'm always stressing just how important it is in your early years to start making movements in the industry because once you're out of school, it's all going to count for something. And that is also why I wanted to do a whole podcast episode about my job hunting journey once I've like actually graduated and found a job because I want you guys to feel like you're not alone in the process and and that if I can make it through it, then so can all of you. Even if you're not quite there yet in your life and you're still young and you're in like high school, honestly, even middle school, I hope these episodes become a resource that you can listen back on and that can help you in some way, shape or form in your future years. So before I wrap up this episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about some of the things I've learned along the way and some stuff that you all should consider as you're looking to complete your degree and secure your dream job in the fashion industry. The first thing I'm going to talk about is in learning how to manage the connections that you've developed over time. Again, these are some stuff that you should be continuously thinking about as you're finishing, as you're doing your degree um, in school. And whether you're in fashion school or not, like I still think these are so important for you to keep in mind in whatever industry you're in. And so in managing connections that you've developed, for this, I would say the biggest thing I suggest is to keep some form of concrete document where you can keep track of important contacts and connections that you've made in the industry. I gave this piece of advice a while back in one of my other podcast episodes, but I'm bringing it back here just in case any of you need to hear it again. I have no shame in saying that I literally have a Google Excel sheet of contacts that includes the person's name, email, social media point of contact, company that they work for, and other important information that I need to identify these people. You guys, if there was one networking tip that I could give to you that I'd want you to take away, um, this one would be it for sure. Compiling, you know, this kind of information really helps you keep track of the people you meet throughout your career. And it helps to have their contact information on there in one neat document so that if you ever need to reach out to them or this person, you have all of the information right there for you. And another thing that comes with managing the connections you've made is, of course, keeping in touch. I cannot stress this point enough. Once you meet someone and exchange contacts and all of that, yeah, it's nice to have like that person's number on your cell phone or to have them in your, you know, your email list, but that just... The connection doesn't just stop there. Once in a while, I suggest emailing them, um, texting them, or even meeting up with them for like a cup of coffee just to catch up. 
it's something that you should consider in order to foster and grow those relationships further because you never know where they can take you and you never know, you know, what, how that person can end up helping you within your life. I would say if you're in the process of getting your degree and you're finding it hard to make those connections and meet new people in the industry, I would say to be more adamant on attending fashion social events because those are really the places where you can meet such a variety of people in the industry and just network, network, and network. And I know it's not always easy to get into fashion events and shows, but I'm not telling you guys to try getting into the Met Gala or the CFDA Awards. I'm talking about even those small niche fashion events or free fashion workshops. The more intimate and small, the better, honestly, because that's where you can talk to more people without the feeling of being overwhelmed and having the fear that you need to know everyone in the room. And even if you're shy and not as social or outgoing, never fear. I would challenge those of you who are shy to actually push yourselves out of your comfort zones and attend these kinds of social events because... The fashion industry is full of so many people with so many different personalities and most likely you'll end up finding someone who you can relate to in those kinds of places and yeah, you don't need to be super outgoing or to have a big personality in order to like talk to people at these kinds of events. So honestly, challenge yourself to just be at these events and be present and just try to have a good time or even go with your own friend group so that you don't feel like it's awkward or that you're alone. I would also say another thing you should be actively doing to help you with the job hunting process for you after graduation is to be actively shortlisting companies that you like and want to work with and also coming up with reasons of why you want to work for them that applies to them individually. You can do this by literally keeping, you know, notes tab on your phone or doing the same thing that I suggested with the context sheet and keeping a Google spreadsheet with all of this information. Why I suggest doing this is because it'll make it a lot easier for you to go back in your final year and just consider the options for companies and brands that you've wanted to work with if this is what you're looking to do. So many times I feel like people, once they graduate, have no idea where to start or what companies they want to work for. And at least if throughout your entire degree process you've been shortlisting companies that you are interested in, you know, it'll give you some options for you to consider that you probably haven't thought about for a long time. And this doesn't just help with finding a job after graduation, I feel like it can also apply for the internship process as well because I always get people telling me that they don't know who to reach out to or they don't know what companies need interns or whatever and this shortlist would help you identify which companies that you've been wanting to work for and then you can do what I suggested which is to cold email all of these companies. If you guys are ever looking for more advice and tips on networking, I have a whole episode on this podcast about that topic, so I would highly suggest checking that out because a lot of what I talked about in this episode was in that episode, but also like a lot more in-depth detail on what you can do to like really get yourself out there. But with that, that is all I have for you guys today. I am so excited to share more insights with y'all throughout my journey through just being a senior at Parsons and also where my job hunting process is going to take me. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. Thank you guys so much for listening and see you soon on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.